Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello, hello, and welcome back to When in Romance, where we talk about all things Romance Landia, and where today we get to talk about so many books. So many books. All right. I am Jess. And I am Trisha. And I am actually genuinely concerned about the number of books that Jess has put in the agenda. <laughs> that is how many books we're talking about. So we'll see. We'll see. We're recording on Thursday, December 7th. So I haven't gotten to the end of my year of reading yet. But there are lots of books to talk about today. So I will try my best not to overwhelm you or Trisha. Yeah, this is the thing that's wild. Jess, I hope you don't mind me saying this, but like a week ago, Jess sent me a message where she was like, hey, should we maybe push off the best of 2023? You know, I'm not sure. And I was like, well, I mean, if we don't, if we don't have any books, you know, we, we could, I feel like we should do it in December though, you know, whatever. And just like, yeah, no, 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 I, 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 could, I could do it. And then I look at the agenda and she has like 1 million books in here. So it's clearly <laughs> not a situation of just forgot to read the books from 2023. That is not the problem. I I hesitate. I'm like, I will lie awake at night just wondering what would have happened if we had pushed this off into January, how many books there would have been on this list. So I, I think I would too, because yeah. it's not even there. There aren't even a whole lot of recent reads. So yeah. it's like I I went and I sat down with my piece of, with my notebook, started going through my spreadsheet, looking at five star reads and writing them down, and just went, oh, mm-hmm. yeah. See, so it's good. It's good that we're doing this now. <laughs> uh, and before we launch into that epic list, since um, somehow we always just try to sneak more books into this podcast, why don't you tell me about at least one of the three books that you are currently reading. Maybe all three. It's up to you. Whatever okay. you want to do. Okay, I will be quick. I just started Raiders of the Lost Heart by Joe Segura, which already I'm I'm loving. It's a, an archaeological dig in the middle of the jungle to uh, enemies. Well, she thinks they're enemies. He just doesn't understand why he is always terrible when she's around because he likes her um so yeah that is going to go well i already know and the cover reminds me very much of the lost city which was not oh, yeah. accidental so yeah very much looking forward to that i also just started a book called a necessary chaos by brent lambert which i just want to mention because i want you to go find it because Describing this book is very difficult. Two people on two opposite sides of a rebellion in some magical type of world um, accidentally catch feelings as they're spying on each other. So it's a novella. It's very quick. I hope to read it very soon. Or I hope to finish it very soon. I'm a few chapters in and still don't completely understand what what the setting is but i really like the two characters so i'm digging that and i do love a novella yeah hats off to a novella hats off to a novella we love a novella here although we also love very long things like fourth wing (laughs) by rebecca yaros which was available at the library on audiobook i needed an audiobook to listen to at work so i went and hit play and set it to two times speed and y'all it's addictive like i need i gotta keep listening because i need to know what's happening and i understand why it is so popular it is very enjoyable very interesting and of course it's a these two people should hate each other they start out kind of enemies but having to be on the same side because they're in the same wing, which is part of the school, and then things evolve. So yeah, 
that's what I'm reading. There's a lot of of people on opposite sides falling in love with each other. So we'll see what Aww. happens with that. Well done. That actually was quite quick for 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 knocking out three books, Jess. So <laughs> great job. Thank we you. We look forward to hearing more about them in 2024. Thank you. Um, and I will do a quick shout out as well to a book that I started reading in the last, and I I intended to start it sooner. So I may have even mentioned it as a book I was reading before and I just hadn't actually gotten into it. Now I'm about, I don't know, a third of the way through. And that book is Molly Malloy and the Angel of Death by Maria Vale, who is um, a friend of the pod. Uh, And this book is like super weird, but (laughs) great. It's uh, essentially death comes to take uh, this woman's grandmother and the woman can see him, which never happens. And mm. she's like, what are you doing here? And she's like, well, I, he's kind of like, I, I came to take her spirit. Like, you know, that's what I do. <laughs> and so they talk about it and he takes the spirit and, and leaves and then finds out that actually the person that he was supposed to take was Molly Malloy, who is the granddaughter. Mm. Uh, and so then he tries to figure out like whether he can or should still do it because then he's not actually supposed to kill somebody. He's supposed to take someone who's already dying. It's like I said, it's, it's a big swing mm-hmm. and I love a big swing, especially I, and you know, we'll talk more about this later. I think the the books that resonated with me most this year were the ones that took at least a little bit of a swing outside of what I have been used to. And this one is way outside and it's, it's smart and it's funny and Maria Vale does great world building in all of her books and she's doing some incredible world building in this and I just it is I would say it's a good slump busting book because it's not going to feel like everything else you've been reading for the last year or seven so mm. anyway um, I'm only like I said about a third of the way through but so far I am very into Molly Malloy and the Angel of Death. That sounds great. That's on my, I feel, you. maybe you did talk about it because that's on my list and I've been meaning to read it and I checked it out from the library and then let it expire. So that, maybe I'll get to that before 2024. And see how it goes. Mm-hmm. See how it goes. Because uh, you have at least one more book that you do need to read before mid-January of 2024, Jessica. Yes. Yes, I do. And that is something that everybody else needs to read before mid-January of 2024 as well. And that is our When in Romance book club book, uh, The Princess and the Grilled Cheese Sandwich by Dea Muniz. Uh, It's a graphic novel. It shouldn't take you an incredibly long time unless you just need to read it in chunks because of your life, but even those chunks will be brief. Um, We are going to be recording our episode about that on January 18th. So take your time, but don't take too much time before you pick it up and send us your thoughts either um, on our email or on social media. And that one will go live the week following that. Hooray. Hooray. Uh, All right. One more quick thing before we take an ad break. And that is to remind you that TBR is bringing papers, paperbacks, papers (laughs) back. Um, This is actually, it took me like two or three times of us having this ad for me to realize what exactly they are saying here. My apologies to all of the wonderful book folks who like write this content. I just, I didn't internalize it. But the reality is, Book Riot is now doing a paperback subscription from TBR. So previously it was either hardcover or ebook, like you could get um, titles. But now you can actually do paperback, which I think is going to be a really good option for romance readers mm-hmm. because a lot of, if you like to read in hard copy, a lot of our favorite romance books just don't have a hardcover release, but they mostly have paperback releases. So whether you or a reader you know and love hates carrying around bulky hardcovers or you're on a budget or you want a wider range of recommendations, that's the one for you guys, romance (laughs) readers, or all of the above. You can now get a paperback subscription from TBR curated just for you by one of our bibliologists who are brilliant. Um, Holidays of various sorts are here. And now there are three different levels for gifting to suit every budget and every genre favorite type. 
So uh, this is actually a thing I'm looking into as doing some gifting for this holiday season. And you and I can both get all of the details at mytbr.co. That is mytbr.co. And once again, I think this is actually going to be a really cool option for a lot of you who are listening. Buy it for yourself. Do whatever you want. Just live your best life. (laughs) Live your best 2024. Yes. Uh, Okay. Let's take a quick break and then we will talk about some of our favorite books of 2023. All right, Jess, the time to get into your robust list of 2023 favorite list books. It has come. It has come. before we get into actually specific, I'm like setting us up for failure already because we have so many books to talk about. But I do think a little bit of context is helpful. So can you tell me for just like a minute or two, what was your year of reading like? Because mine was weird. My my year was pretty weird in comparison too. I did a lot. I picked up a lot of books, y'all, but I didn't finish a whole lot of books. So one of the things you're going to get is the books that made it through the cut. (laughs) They're the books that were so fantastic that I had to keep reading. So, you know, I started so many books and maybe there are some that I would have made five-star books in there, but more than likely the ones that I made it through these are the ones that were just so standout fantastic that I had to keep reading. Well, that's impressive. I well, and I think that's important. I think the thing that was so weird for me is that so two things. First of all, I think I read way more backlist this year mm-hmm. than I have before. And it's because I've, I've talked a few times on the podcast about how I kept falling into some different backlist authors. Like when Julie Garwood passed away, I read a bunch of her books. Mm-hmm. Um, I read a bunch of Abby Jimenez books, which I'll come back to. Uh, I read a ton of Lisa Kleypas, which I've also talked about. So there, I had like a weird roller coaster of a year where there were periods of time when I was reading almost a book a day. Mm-hmm. Like I think in July, I read something like 25 books. And then in November, I think I read two. Wow. Yeah. And they were, well, maybe not November because we were reading for the recommendation show, but like October, <laughs> I read like two, maybe three. Um, and so I think it was just a weird, like I kind of mentioned earlier on, I think for whatever reason, I was either all in or a little burnt out on books. And I think the things that kept my attention, and I think especially once we get to our front list picks, this will be clear, is the stuff that was like, a little different like that there was something about it the author was trying that was unusual or mm-hmm. something so anyway we, we should get into the actual specific books but i i do think this is an interesting time of year and my amidst all of the reflection that people do at the end of the year thinking kind of about the year in reading that you had can be helpful it can also be stressful so if it's stressful for you don't worry about it like, you get to read as much or as little as you and your brain want, and that's fine. Yes. You're doing great. Um, but I, for me, it's helpful to kind of look at it a little bit and think about what was different this year. Or, And I'll be very honest. I think one of the things that I noticed about my reading when I looked back at it is that because I did so much historical romance backlist, mm-hmm. those authors are largely very white. There mm-hmm. are exceptions, of course, yeah. but not as many as there should be. And so... Um, that's the thing that I'm kind of going to take into me, take into 2024 with me. And like I said, I, I don't know to what extent it's helpful for anybody, but I think the context of what was the year like can be really helpful for me as I'm thinking about what the books that stood out were. And another thing is like you were saying, it doesn't matter how many or how few, like reading is, is what you did. <laughs> and also the type of reading well, not the type, the format of reading that you were doing. Like, I can tell you that more than half of the books that I read were audiobooks. And I think one of them that I'm going to talk about, I read the print book. Everything else was digital. So mm-hmm. it's it's just like whatever is working for your brain is is what's going to what's going to click. So, you know, if, even if I picked up some books that would be amazing in print, but I started them in audio and wasn't clicking with the audio narrator, maybe I'll try to switch it up next year. 
Yeah. I think that's a great point as well. Um, all right. So without further ado, Jess, why don't you start telling us? So we're actually, we're, we're doing two segments. We're going to do some of our favorite backlist reads of 2023 and then talk about some of our favorite 2023 books that were published in 2023. But we're starting with backlist. So Jess, what do you got? Well, I have a good amount of audiobooks. The first... I, I'm, I also, I tried to make it easier for all of us by grouping them by author. If if I had some standout backlist titles by the same author. And it will be no surprise that the first author on my list is Kennedy Ryan. Um, I, what? Who would have thought? And, <laughs> and the two standout backlist titles that I listened to her were Before I Let Go and Real, both of which I owned in print already, but decided to check them out in audio. And the experience for both of those books, no matter what it would have been in print, it might, they might have been five star reads in print. They were seven star reads in audio. Um, they're both, you know, ultimate Kennedy Ryan books, incredibly emotional. Um, Real has music in it. I think I mentioned that at some point, um, like singing and background music and stuff. So the audiobook was what kept me going. And I think um, even with Kennedy's words being fantastic, I might not have made it through either of these books in print because she also is a very dense writer um mm -hmm. and i think it just worked out better for me in audio so um before i let go is a second chance romance between a divorced couple real is a first chance romance between two people who should not be in a relationship a director and the star of a movie that that's being developed so they're very different but they're both kennedy ryan ultimate five star reads Hooray. Hooray. Uh, yeah, what a shock. Uh, and your next author will also just shock people to hear that you're talking about them. Um, <laughs> I'm actually going to start with a quick recommendation for a Christmas book that was the first book that I finished this year. I think I actually started it uh, last year mm. um, because I fell into late in 2022 a trilogy that hopefully there's at least one more book in it. You'll know what I mean when you read it uh, by Jenny Holiday. That is the Christmas in Eldovia series. It is this um, sort of like royal family meets commoners series of, again, it's just three books at the time or right now um, that is, it has like princess diaries vibes mm -hmm. uh, and, you know, like a little bit of, the second book is called Duke, actually, which is sort of a play on love, actually. That one might actually be my favorite because it's a friends to lovers romance. And the other one, the third one in the series, so this is Christmas, which is the one that I, I finished this year, is like an enemies or rivals to lovers. And I just found it incredibly charming. It is, we don't always use romance for escapism. People do different things. But because this one literally takes place in like a made up country in Europe, uh, <laughs> It's a good series for kind of getting away and getting out and, you know, having those sort of like fairy tale Christmas fantasy ideas. So the book I read was So This Is Christmas, but the series is the um, Christmas in Aldovia series. And that is by Jenny Holiday. And another author that I read a few books by this year, but two really, really stand out uh, was Beverly Jenkins. And wait, I I'm sorry, Jess, I couldn't get that for the notes. You said Beverly Jenkins. Is she's a, a romance writer? Beverly Jenkins. Huh. Mm -hmm. Interesting. All right. Huh. <laughs> a new up and coming romance writer for a uh, brand for new. All of you. Has not been writing for 30 years at all. <laughs> and has not been discussed on this podcast many times. I'm no. sorry. I'm just teasing you. Go ahead. <laughs> and interestingly enough, I had to. I read two books called Something Like Love this year. Um, the other one was by Christina C. Jones. It got knocked out just a touch. Um, but Something Like Love, she said at an event that I saw her speak at that she thought this was her best book. So you know I had to go check it out. Um, and it was, it, 
absolutely one of the best of hers I've read. Um, and it's hard to compare them because they're also good. Um, but this one has great women characters and it has a great meet cute, which involves um, the main character being on a train and the other main character robbing said train. Sure. Yeah, and it's it's um a really fun look at the 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 old era of the the town of Henry Adams, which if you know her contemporary series is where those people are. So I didn't know that was a connection. Now I have to read it. Yep. And the main character his name is Neil July. Oh. Uh-huh. All right. Okay. Uh-huh. Getting into some deep cuts here. I have said it before and I will say it again. Someday someone is going to do like the epic Beverly Jenkins, like family's tree mm-hmm. of all of her. So anyway. Yeah. That's the dream. We need it. And so the other Beverly Jenkins book that I read is also a family origin story and it's Captured, which is a pirate romance. Um, but it is the, um, the origin of the Levesque family. So it takes place in the, during the American Revolution. So there's a, um, the main character is already enslaved and she is being taken with her, um, enslaver to America and her ship gets taken and, um, Captain Levesque is like, oh no, no captives are left on British boats and takes her. And and that's the beginning of their story. So apparently I love Beverly Jenkins books about criminals. I mean, to be fair, she's written a fair number. That could be a specific Beverly Jenkins subgenre. Yes. I think think that fits. Yes, it could. So yeah, Something Like Love and Captured were the standout Beverly Jenkins books for me this year. But who knows what they'll be next year because I still have lots more to read because she's been writing for 30 years. We're going to take it on. We're going to do this this history of all of the Beverly Jenkins families. <laughs> uh, all right. I'm going to do actually, partly to make sure we've got enough time for all of the wonderful books, I'm going to do a fairly quick shout out to the next two on my list because I've talked about both of them on the podcast this, this year so far, but I couldn't let the 2023 draw to a close without um, one more mention of Second Chance at Rancho Lindo by Sabrina Soul. The most recent book in the series just came out. I just talked about it last week. I had intended to start it by now and I haven't yet, but I'm very excited to. It's a um, kind of a Western cowboy romance set set in California. Uh, It's a like big messy family romance as well. And so... Boy, I love a big, messy family romance series. Uh, There are like five brothers, so you know there's going to be at least five books. And this is the first one, and it deals a lot with... So um, Gabe, who has come back from a career in the military, falls in love with... uh, It's kind of a second chance romance because Nora had like a little bit of a crush on him as a younger kid. Anyway, there's a lot about the two of them, but there's also some like additional context about family and responsibilities and roles and all of that stuff that I think is just really, really fascinating and can bring a lot of dimension to a romance series. So that is Second Chance at Rancho Lindo. And then the other one I have to shout out, I have to keep talking about it, is The Romantic Agenda by Claire Kahn, because it is, as discussed, the one third person present tense book that I have ever been able to finish. And I feel like that is a tremendous credit to Claire Kahn. Um, so this one is about Joy, who is secretly in love with her best friend slash colleague, and he has fallen for somebody else. And so she goes on this weekend with them to try to kind of break them up. And um, it, it turns out that this guy who is along with, so Malcolm is her friend. I think Fox is the name of the guy who something like very like sexy and cool like Fox Yeah, I think uh, Fox. is the name of the other character um, who she actually is kind of in a 
quote unquote fake, I'm doing the biggest air quotes you've ever seen, mm-hmm. uh, relationship with, and they hit it off. Um, Joy is ace. And one of the reasons that this book has come up on the show recently is that someone was asking for ace and demi characters who had to kind of navigate and negotiate what their sexual relationship would look like with a um, significant other. And I think Claire Kahn does just a really lovely job of that in the romantic agenda. So um, again, third person present, guys, and I still finished it. I don't know what was happening in 2023, but I recommend it. Magic was Uh, happening. It was magic. Yeah, it was either like magic or a giant trash fire. Like that that was my reading in 2023. I don't know. I don't know, Jess. Uh, All right. You want to talk about two or three or seven more of your favorite backlist books? Okay. I'm going to do this really quickly. And I just did a thing where I looked to see if I had talked about any of them before. And I have mentioned Wild Pitch a few months ago, um, which is a buy-for-buy baseball romance where – they both play baseball, but she's the first uh, female pitcher in the league. And also, he likes taking orders from her. So I won't mm-hmm. talk a whole I won't talk a whole lot about that. But Wild Pitch by Kat Giraldo, definitely one of my favorites of the year. Go find it. Um, I did not talk about some kind of way. The Scoundrel Falls Hard by Sophie Jordan, which. I haven't read a Sophie Jordan book in a while, but I always love them. So I should read more. And this one involves a lady blacksmith um, who accidentally takes on a con man who's being chased through the village and hides in her shop because his father is the ultimate con man and he has come on to assist his father in the con. Um, and the villagers have come to discover that this is a con and are like, re- they're ready to hang him. And she's like, I can't let this happen. And just goes, wait, I love him. And Aww. they've never met before. <laughs> so they have- Listen, between this and the blacksmith queen, we love a lady blacksmith on Wedding Romance. Oh, so good. It is a hill I will die on. And so they have to pretend to be engaged Um, because obviously since she has announced her feelings and he's like, well, if it won't get me hanged, (laughs) then of course. It's amazing what you'll do to stay alive. Right? And then of course, during their pretense, they have to actually fall in love because this is a romance and it's just, it's so delightful. It's another one I listened to. Um... And it was just, you know, so, so well narrated. And of course, Sophie Jordan is one of the queens. And then I will be quick. I just need to shout out Switch Hitter by E.M. Lindsay. And I think it, it, I connected to it incredibly because when I was reading it, I was dealing with my own issues with ADHD and the main character in this book is a baseball player who has ADHD to the extent that he can't feed himself. So he needs to hire a chef and the chef is the ex bodyguard of his ex boyfriend who got shot protecting his ex boyfriend and is now a chef who uses a wheelchair most of the time. Um, he, he can use his legs when he, when he can. Um, so it was like two very different kinds of disabilities working together around this, I hate you feeling. It's like, I can't, I cannot believe that I'm here, that you have hired me for this and that I have to work for you. I hate you, but I need this job and guess what? We're going to get along. And they do. And that's switch Whoa. hitter. <laughs> this is a testament to like how many great books were read this year because I would have remembered either of those last two if you and you already said that you hadn't mentioned them, but like yeah, now I've my TBR is growing by the moment. So twenty twenty four, it's gonna be great. It's gonna be great. <laughs> gonna be great. Uh all right. That is backlist, I think, unless you've got one more hidden up your sleeve. Nope, that's it. That's all of them. All right. 
So that is backlist. Uh, let's take a quick break and then we'll talk about some books that we loved that were published this year, here, right here in 2023. All right, Jess, you mentioned that you had some five star reads for 2023 as well. I did. I think you've got at least one more than I do. So why don't you kick us off here too? Okay. What I'm going to actually do is I'm going to do a quick rundown of three books that I have already said were my favorites this year. So you don't have to hear me talk a lot about them because I have either said at our half year mark or sometime just randomly that it was in my in my best of. Um, and those books are, drumroll, uh, <laughs> poor Caitlin, our audio editor is going to be like, why are you doing a drum roll? You guys are the worst. <laughs> Just kidding. Caitlin's lovely. She won't Caitlin, care. She, yeah, she's great. Um, Something Wild and Wonderful by Anita Kelly, which I think was on my favorite of the year so far list. Um, Stars in Your Eyes by Casey Callender, which I remember saying this might be my favorite book of the year um and of course who is surprised we could be so good by cat sebastian um cat <laughs> sebastian another upcoming romance writer that i oh, think y'all are really gonna enjoy brand just, new <laughs> yeah straight out the gate just solid gold <laughs> So if you don't completely remember, Something Wild and Wonderful is um, a romance outside on the Pacific Crest Trail. Stars in your eyes is two messy actors falling in love during a faux-mance showmance. And We Could Be So Good in 1950s pre-Stonewall, uh, sweet, quiet boys falling in love. Boy, you are super speedy today. Look at us. We might have time to just, like, chat about the weather and stuff at the end. We'll find out. Oh, man. Uh, <laughs> I So I will confess I did not uh, go back and see what I talked about before. And then I explicit, I usually try to not put whatever I wrote up for Book Riot's Best of 23 in our episode. But I loved role-playing by Kathy Yardley so much that mm. I honestly don't think I will ever be able to miss an opportunity to talk about how great it was. This is a book that it's not taking quite the sort of swing that um, Molly Malloy is, but I, it still felt fresh and different to me in a way. Um, it is two characters, one who is 50, the other who is knocking on 50, which you don't see a lot of characters beyond the age of, frankly, like 35 in romance. Mm -hmm. And when you do, it is sort of like a like you know <laughs> control f like find and replace mm -hmm. like a 32 year old character with a 42 year old character i felt like these two characters authentically felt like they were in a different place in their lives than mm -hmm. some of who we read one of them has a, an adult child who is in college and navigating a lot of that the other is a caretaker for a parent and honestly it is not going great and it is a really challenging and difficult thing for him um I thought it was really interesting too there's exploration of bisexuality and demisexuality for you know again characters were like 50 you know like this is a thing that I think is really real for people and mm -hmm. I don't know I like I said it's this one it just felt like even though certainly role playing is working within the confines of the genre or the parameters of the genre and it is certainly a romance by all definitions. And there are the tropes and like the fun, like misunderstanding about how for the first, you know, 25% of the book, one of them thinks the other is they're They've only met online. They are role playing is like a, they're gaming and they're doing gaming stuff. Uh, one of them thinks the other is a teenager. The other thinks uh, the, so the male main character thinks female main character is like an elderly woman mm -hmm. uh, and she thinks he is a teenager and like so there certainly are like those typical romantic comedy things that fit in there but I just thought it was really interesting that Kathy Yardley just pushes just a few minor things in directions that felt really authentic to me to who these characters are and where they are in their lives and so um, I, I mentioned I think on Instagram the other day that when I was recommending this book the second half of the year to my uh, Book Riot colleagues, I would only recommend it to them if they promised not to write it up for the best of 2023 because I really wanted to. Uh, 
which is a testament to how much I loved it. Um, so anyway, like I said, I don't usually shout out books that I did the write-up for, but this one just was really, really special to me, and I really liked it a lot. So um, yeah, so that's Role Playing by Kathy Yardley. I will, since you are cruising through your list, Jess, I will do one other, which is actually the book that I wrote up in our mid-year, which is The Neighbor Favor by Christina Forrest, who I don't believe was a debut author, but I do think this was her first romance. An adult, yeah. Yeah. Um, and this book has just kind of stuck with me. It starts out with, um, as kind of an epistolary book in that it is a, uh, fan of an author's work writing back and forth with that very reclusive author who has written this like one very like niche, uh, fantasy book. And she kind of feels like she's the only person who's ever read it, but then it gets republished and it turns out that the author who sort of ghosts her is like her neighbor down the hall. <laughs> um, and I I think this one, again, follows a lot of the typical kind of steps that you see in romance in a good way. But I just love epistolary. I know for some people it's not, it's not the right fit for them, but I love anything that uses that letter writing or in this case, email writing as a way to mm-hmm. establish the context and the background and the world building for characters. Um, so I thought the neighbor favor was really charming. I think there is another book in the series coming out next year. And mm-hmm. so I'm excited. Oh yeah, I, there definitely is. I think I have the arc of it. So um, I'm excited to see what Christina Forrest does next in this space. Yeah. And I still haven't read that. I've read um, I think one of her YA novels and I really need to get on it because you speak so highly of it, but you also speak really highly of role playing and I've also had it since before it came out and I still haven't read it. Listen, there's a very specific reason that we agreed to do a books from 2023 that we're hoping to get to in 2024 segment on our next episode. <laughs> so, so we're just like, you all can just sort of predict some of the titles that might pop up in that segment. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. Absolutely. All right. Talk to me about what else you love this year. Okay. So one of the reasons I wanted to cruise through is because I wanted to give a good amount of time to the last two books that I have not mentioned at all. Um, And the first is All the Right Notes by Dominic Lim. It's a debut novel by a um, an author who is also a musician, and you can tell that by the way that he wrote this book. It's another book that I listened to, which w- which is ideal because once again, there is music in this book. Um, if you don't like hearing music, don't listen to the book. But <laughs> so wait, s- is there is there literally music in the audiobook? There is literally music in the audiobook. Oh, that's cool. That doesn't yeah. happen that often. Yeah, so which is one of the reasons that I was like really eating it up. But also it's just, it's a fantastic debut. Like the, okay, so the story is there is this guy who works as a, um, a pianist at a piano bar in New York. He's one of those people who you say, hey, play this random song and he'll know it and he'll be able to play it. Like he's, he's that kind of musical genius. Mm-hmm. Um, and... His dad was his choir teacher growing up, and he's still the choir teacher in their their hometown. And he's like, hey, I'm retiring and I'm putting on a concert. I need you to invite your buddy, this guy who is now a famous actor, <laughs> to come and sing at the concert. Because sure. you all talk, you two talk all the time, right? No, actually, we haven't talked since like the first year of college and there was a big thing, but okay. <laughs> Da, da, da. So he has to figure out how to invite him. And also they have to figure out how to get over themselves and each other and be around each other for this concert. So that's the basic setup of the story. It is very emotional. And there are a lot of content notes that you should check out before you read it. Um, one of them includes death of a family member and then another death of a family member. So just like keep that in mind. If, if that's not for you, um, don't, don't grab this one. But if you're okay with that, please do. This is an amazing book and I want as many people to read it as possible. Yeah, I don't know if we talked about this. This is one that 
I actually have a hard copy of because I was at, um, I think it was a Barnes and Noble actually, and it was on the romance table. And I think you and I are probably similar in that if you go to a romance table, especially at a bookstore like Barnes and Noble, you pretty much know every title and mm-hmm. most of the authors and you're sort of like oh yeah i read this or i didn't read this for this reason or whatever and this one i just was it was completely not on my radar but not only was it in the romance section but also it, there was a staff endorsement of it and um this one for sure flew under my radar so it's good to know that it's one that you really liked because as mentioned i immediately bought it after i saw it <laughs> i was like oh this is apparently a big deal so um i'm excited to get to that one Maybe in 2024. Maybe in 2024. Let me, so let me uh, do one more and then I'll let you do another one. Uh, I I know I've talked about this book too, but it's again, it's a book that has just kind of stuck with me and that's Yours Truly by Abby Jimenez. Um, And I mentioned earlier that I basically read all of Abby Jimenez's backlist with the exception of of one book that I, you know, I knew there was enough content warning that I knew it was not for me. but this one I was just delighted by that even after I read, you know, three or four other of her books after reading this one, I think this is still my favorite. So it is the story of two doctors, uh, one of whom is trying to get a promotion. That's um, Brianna and another doctor comes in and she thinks he is trying to steal her promotion. Uh, and there's sort of a, a conflict I my memory is that it's mostly Brianna's fault, but not that's not necessarily the case. And the kind of turning point and the thing that kind of made me fall in love with both this book and this character is that Jacob, who's the other doctor, writes her an apology letter and puts it in her locker. And it starts again, this back and forth between these two people um, of getting getting to know each other through letters, like actual written letters. And mm. It's incredibly sweet and incredibly charming. And uh, it turns out that Jacob is actually a match as a kidney donor for Brianna's brother. And so donates his kidney and doesn't, he's not doing it for the credit. He doesn't want her to know, but then she finds out. And um, he, as it turns out, needs a fake girlfriend because his brother is marrying his ex. Which, side note, is also a thing that happens in role playing. And I would have been like... (laughs) That's super weird. I literally read these two books like back to back. I was like, what is happening with all of the brothers and exes in the world? Like, why are you all doing this? Um, but it, it works out really well. It gives uh, Brianna sort of a good opportunity to sort of stand up for him and and help care for him in a family setting in the way that no one else has done mm-hmm. before because he deals with anxiety and, and a variety of other kind of issues. And um, it was just very charming and lovely in I think maybe during a year that I really appreciated a charming and lovely book and so um Mm -hmm. I this is again it's the second book in a series I read it completely out of order and it was not a big deal so do what you like I liked the other book in the series which is part of your world um but if you just want to read this one you certainly could and again it's it's a book that it's like one of those books just I know you don't reread, so you probably can't relate to this, but (laughs) there are books that I'm, like, excited to get far enough away from that I can reread them. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so this falls on that list, so I'm excited about it. All right, you got one more? I do, and I'm going to be relatively quick about it because I want to hear about one more book from you. Mm -hmm. Um, And this one, if you follow me on TikTok, you you know how I feel about this book. Um, but it's Time to Shine by yet another up-and-coming author, Rachel Reed. Um, and it is a it is another hockey book. Like that's that's essentially what she writes, but it is so different from the Game Changer series that I think if you're expecting it to be like the Game Changer series, you won't actually enjoy it because mm-hmm. it is this quiet lovely delightful book about two hockey players one of them is like the star of the league and one of them is um a minor league player who's just been called up to the majors and he needs some place to stay so he ends up staying with this star who bought this huge house and is like i need something to fill the rooms Please sure. stay with me. Um, and they are, it's a very opposite to tract. 
um, what do they call it? Sweater disaster uh, pairing. <laughs> like, so I don't think I know that term, but it's awesome. I'm going to use it forever. It's so good. Um, so the one who has the giant house and needs to fill the space is the, is the disaster. And the one who's been called up is the sweater. Um, and they are so unlike that neither of them knows how they're going to sort of live together but they're both determined to kind of work it out even the one who's been called up and is sure that he's just going to be leaving soon but they're you know being around each other all the time evolves into a friendship which really slowly evolves into both of them just pining the heck out of life and the pining is so good um and then you know romance reasons things happen so sure um it's so sweet i literally hugged it when i finished it like i i was laying in bed and i finished it and i just like pulled it to my chest and like rocked it a little bit like that's (laughs) it's it's so sweet and lovely um so if you're looking for angst read any of the four books that i talked about before if you want sweet and lovely um and this is actually the only book that i read in text uh, the other four were oh, all yeah. audiobooks. Um, Time to Shine by Rachel Reed. I love that we've established our metrics of loving a book. Mine is, I can't wait until I've forgotten enough about this book to reread it. And yours is, I hugged it to my chest and rocked it a little. <laughs> like, that's who we are. That's who as we readers, are. And I think that's lovely. Mm-hmm. Speaking of our 2023 reading habits. Um, all right, one more for me that I will shout out, and that is A Spinster's Guide to Danger and Dukes um, by Amanda Collins. It is the third in her Ladies Must Scandalous trilogy. I don't know that there's another book in the wings on this one. I wish that there were, but I can't remember. You know how you can always tell, like, if there are some characters who are kind of, like, left over, and you're mm-hmm. like, all right, this person's getting a book. Mm-hmm. Um, so this this may be it for this trilogy. I would recommend the whole thing. And again, I think it was because I feel like historical romantic suspense is a thing that occasionally is done certainly very, very well. Sherry Thomas does an extraordinary job of it. Um, There are other authors who have done great work in this genre, but I really like a historical suspense like mystery Mm -hmm. where you can kind of almost be playing along, right? Like you don't have all of the information that you need necessarily to be able to like solve the crime. But when you, like as the characters are figuring it out, you kind of feel like you're figuring it out with them and you're Mm -hmm. sort of like, oh, look at us. We're all sorting this out together. Great job, us. Um, Even though you are reading it and they are fictional. Uh, (laughs) And this whole series felt like that to me. Uh, This one was sort of a it's a relationship of convenience story where one person kind of needs to pretend to have a fiance and the other person is being sort of um pursued by multiple london high society women and needs a little bit of a break so pretending to be engaged is actually great for him as well uh and it just was a lovely like you really get into like the weird mystery crime stuff in this series. And um, yeah, it was just a, I would love for Amanda Collins to either continue the series or to start another one because it does feel like both the mystery and the romance are given kind of equal weight, mm-hmm. um, which for some people may not be the right fit, but for me, it was a really good one. So um, that's A Spinster's Guide to Danger and Dukes by Amanda Collins. But again, I would recommend the whole Ladies Most Scandalous series um which starts with a lady's guide to mischief and mayhem you can read them all you can read one do whatever you want again Mm. live your best reading life live your best reading life all right jess this is it for us for 2023 before we close the door on the air anything else you want to tell people or reflect on i hope that you all had as many five-star reads as I did. I, I doubt it because apparently that was like what I was reading this year. Um, but if you did, I'd love to know what they were so that I can even further grow my TBR. I hope you had a fantastic year of reading, whether they were five-star reads or not. Um, and 
thank you for going through 2023, the year of audiobooks for me with us. <laughs> yeah, I think absolutely. And I think um, one of the things that really stuck out to me, kind of similar to what you were saying, Jess, is how different we were talking about a little bit on the Book Riot Slack and people's best of 2023 were like all across the watchtower like all across the board like mm-hmm. i had i um our one of our book riot colleagues did a best of 2023 romance that i'm not sure if it has gone up yet or not if it has i'll link to it in the show notes uh and many of the books that that person used were books that i was like i either this did not connect for me or i did not read it mm-hmm. and like so anyway books are subjective reading is subjective make your brain happy Make your brain happy. That is the reason we read romance. Yes, it really is. Uh, All right. Well, we will look forward to hearing more from Jess about Fourth Wing in 2024. (laughs) Um, Please don't forget to read The Princess and the Grilled Cheese Sandwich, which we will be talking about in mid-January. As Jess said, do send us your favorites of 2023. And if you have books that you're really excited about in 2024, that's what we're going to talk about next time around. So um, send those our way as well. A huge, huge thanks to our wonderful and patient audio editor, Caitlin Brame. Uh, you can find us on social media slash email. Email is, as always, whenandromance at bookriot.com. Um, my social media is generally Instagram and Blue Sky at Trisha Haley Brown. Jess, where can folks find you? You can find me. You, I'm still over, over on the black place. Uh, uh, <laughs> Jess is reading all one word. Also on Blue Sky, Jess is reading all one word. I'm on Instagram at Jess underscore is underscore reading. And on TikTok at Jess underscore is reading. All right. Uh, please do rate and review the podcast. As always, it helps folks find us. We are, yeah, we our next episode would drop on uh, what is uh, Christmas Day for those who celebrate. And so we are not actually doing that episode. Uh, but we will be back with you in 2024. Have a great new year. I hope your holidays, if you celebrate any of the ones between now and then, are awesome. And as always, happy reading. Thank you.